0: In Memphis, Tennessee,
1: a maladjusted social worker
0: broke up families instead of building them.
1: Georgia, this ain't the hustle. Welcome to What Did You Do? In case you forgot, in case you're new, this is your bi-weekly true crime by two people in the field of human services, social work, and all criminal justice. There it is. All that.
0: I don't know what you're doing. What's your name? Oh, yeah. did I, I, I miss that
1: part. Yeah. <laughs> my name is D. Hey,
0: my name is Sharnell, and welcome back. For you guys, it hasn't been too long. But for us, it's been about a month since we've seen each yeah. other. Yeah, and
1: I think it's good that we kept the, like, Us conversation like to an hour. I think I'm proud of ourselves for that because you're just like two hours.
0: Yeah, yeah. You guys don't know how long we sit and talk in front of each other before we actually (laughs) hit record.
1: Right. Mostly
0: complaining about life and love and (laughs) lack of liberties and
1: (laughs) career choices no money <laughs> well,
0: yeah money is an important piece of all that but that is that is what we do and it's part of the friendship you know it's yeah. what love and life looks like right but we're happy to be back it's part of the circle of life um i only Ugh. bring that up because of Beyonce. course i think yeah.
1: that album was amazing i haven't heard all of it yet oh this is amazing. Bigger is amazing though. i just felt like it did what black panther should have done which was bring african artists
0: well, it's Kendrick Lamar, yeah.
1: <laughs> but like, yeah, like they Kendrick, could have kept Kendrick, but like bring African. I was like,
0: Kendrick Lamar doesn't care about the diaspora. Uh, <laughs> but no, there's been so, much, so many things have happened. You guys have probably missed. I'm pregnant. Like all these <laughs> things are things are moving and shaking. And, Don't
1: like. I'm not pregnant. He's just being crazy.
0: Yeah, I said I am. So it's yeah, fine. but
1: people would be like, "Is I, it really D?" No.
0: No. If it if it was, that'd be funny to me um (laughs) because i feel like it might be true
1: i'll I'll find out (laughs)
0: because it it could be you know it's just funny to me because you're a woman so it could just happen um not that there are times when i don't have to correct myself i don't have to uh i was like men can get pregnant too because trans people but it's cool um trying to think what else is going on we don't have much housekeeping no um we don't have much uh we found a really awesome welfare check episode (laughs) Yeah, uh, which is intense and insane and yeah. wild, and yeah. the fact that it even exists pisses me off. But it is real. It's real. I read it. Yeah, isn't mm-hmm. that wild? So that's going to be up for all you patrons in the next like where we decide.
1: We um, didn't decide. I was like, oh, "What are we doing?" They're like, say, "I don't know." I'm, I'm gonna, like, "All right." I'm going to
0: put some faith in it and say the next like ten days. Yeah, school um, is
1: uh, slowly killing us both.
0: I can see the finish line though. So I can't. So I know, and I I feel bad. You started before me, that's why. Nothing to feel bad. I'm just so tired (laughs) all the time. Um, But here we are, and if you read the name... Right. ...at the top... Of the episode, then you should know who we're talking about. But a lot of people actually don't know about this person. No, I
1: actually didn't know, but this is a case that you would pick because you would always torture me with some babies. You love to just
0: include well, some yeah, babies. Well, there's no there's no real gore here. It's no, all just mystery. No, which is true. And this is why I kind of want to start it off with one. This is a listener suggestion. I can't remember who, but it was in a DM somewhere. And I think it was, if I look, hold on. Uh, our homegirl, Leslie, <laughs> Leslie. Miss Mermaid Mississippi. Ooh, maybe that's why she, because this person's born in Mississippi. Yeah, um, my grandma's from Mississippi. I think I've talked about
1: that. S S I P P I.
0: But right. But shout out to shout out to our girl Leslie for suggesting this to me. It's awesome, and I can't. She must do. Oh, she does like some aerial work like pink
1: oh she's a cool aerial gymnast yeah oh i stand An my mom's cousin list. does that and i don't
0: i just i want to do it i'm impressed
1: i can't carry my big butt on i can't pick myself r- off, off
0: my couch after <laughs> a pint of ben and jerry's so kudos to you but this is georgia tan
1: yes georgia, georgia tan. tan
0: and one of the things i want to talk about we've done this before with um with like Rayleigh rudd or the florida school for boys where we right. talk about crimes that aren't That aren't so much gore and murder. Um, as well, there's some murder in here, like some by neglect and things like that, but not so outright explicitly extreme, uh, instances of violence that are, but it is still crime. Right. And should be talked about. Right. Definitely
1: one of those cases. Yes. Yeah, like you said, we're talking about Georgia Tan, who was born July 18th, 1891 in Philadelphia, Mississippi. Not Pennsylvania. I, you know, I was reading it. I was confused for such a long time. I hate when states do that. But anyways, (laughs) her parents were George Clark Tan, who was a district court judge, and her mom was Beulah beulah isabel
0: i love that name it's Beul- so mississippi
1: beulah so just an fyi i mean this is the south this is 1891 so naturally george clark's tan's grandfather has served um in the confederate uh army and was a confederate hero so we're in the south hero just hero right <laughs> y'all lost but anyways, three years later, after having Beulah, they also had a son named Rob Tan. So it's just her and her brother. Now, the judge was known to be very arrogant, domineering. Like, he had a personality that most people did not like. Um, and he knew what he want for, wanted for his children. And he, like, subjected them to training very early on to exactly what he wanted them to do. As I will do. <laughs> I My mean, babies
0: will all be picking up a sport ball um, at some point.
1: My, listen, my mom put me in piano when I was like four. It did nothing for me.
0: Look, if you're tall, don't 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 mess around and be my child and be tall because <laughs> guess what you're playing?
1: <laughs> you just want courtside seats. Volleyball
0: or basketball. You got to get something that's exciting.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I haven't seen a volleyball game in a long time, but he wanted Georgia to be a concert pianist. Yes. So he put her in piano lessons at the age of five, and she continued into adulthood, but that definitely wasn't for Georgia, and I'll, we'll discuss that a little bit later. Um, but George himself, as a father, I mean, she did not, you know, we talk about childhood trauma, stuff like that, from the record, from what we know, she did not go through really anything, you know, and she she was raised by a man who was a judge and the most educated man in his, in his town. Right. So she didn't really have a much hardship. So it's hard to understand what goes on later. But maybe I'll have some insight.
0: This is is my this is my thing. Is I don't think it is Mm -hmm. because what comes along with being successful, most and like intelligent and arrogant, is kind of this. I don't know. But
1: that was her father. No, I'm saying it's not that she. I know, but I'm saying but
0: seeing that. a lot of times we know social learning theory is right. that you are going to model the behavior that, that is being modeled for. Which you. is so definitely if something, is, right. Someone is very self-serving and self-centered right. and because they're so arrogant and so pedantic, she carried that. Right. I think that mixed with clearly, her
1: father's right. pressure could have been the mm-hmm. reason like the pressure to be successful. A rice
0: cooker. Right now, I'm right. a lot of pressure in there.
1: <laughs> That pressure to be successful and not living up to his expectations. It's like, well, Dad, look what I did. I made money someplace else, even though it was really bad, but. Terrible. <laughs> anyways, he was an influence in their lives, and it's said that George was like, had a love hate relationship with both of his children. But Georgia graduated from Martha Washington College in uh, Virginia with a degree in music in 1913. Um, she took some social courses at Columbia University for two uh, summers. So I'm guessing like social, social work, stuff yeah, like that. Like,
0: she took intro to human services. And she's like, <laughs>
1: this is all I need. This, this is all I need to know exactly what I'm doing. And we know that's not what,
0: <laughs> that's not what happened. It's like intro to social policy. She's like, got it. Got it. And totally was
1: a mess. But Sis hated that piano and that music degree went to nothing. She actually wanted to become a lawyer instead. And with the help with her father me too. That's how I think that's how we all start. <laughs> um, she wanted to you know, with the help of her father, she um passed the bar exam actually in Mississippi. So she could have practiced law, but her father did not want her in that, you know, courthouse because that wasn't the norm for women yeah, at that the wasn't time. A woman's place. That's not what you do. Um, so not wanting to have a traditional family and just become a mom, she decided to, you know, do what was acceptable for women with her, I guess, knowledge to do and become a social worker.
0: See, cause social work, what people, well, anyone who's, who's been forced to read. They should have just be a lawyer. They should have. Anyone who's been forced to read about social work or the history of it knows that it's fairly new in right. 19, what is this? Uh thirteen, thirteen, twenty. Um for a lot of times uh a lot of times in the late eighteen hundreds, early nineteen hundreds, a lot of work done for communities, social circles, was done by the church. Mm-hmm. And once that need, especially if you think about like the Great Depression, all the things that were coming up, and people losing money, losing their jobs, a lot of that need became too great. And that's when the government felt like it had a responsibility mm-hmm. uh, to people. Right. And so social work also became a thing with like almshouses and like all these things. Yeah, like, but oh, there
1: wasn't no real regulation, no real None. studying for it. Like you well, didn't soci- have to be there's licensed. So- there's tons of
0: sociologists, there's right. tons of people who right. were Studying people, right, and studying like gr- and cultural groups and things like that, and so there, it was always the people who were running the homes for the disabled and the people running the orphanages who were kind of just learning from each other, mm-hmm. and that's where social work really started coming, becoming a right. uh, huge, huge, huge thing. Um, and while she was, I know, I think you might have talked about this, but while she was a kid,
1: mm-hmm. like a
0: lot of her. Uh, youth was spent doing some charity work too to kind of break mm-hmm. up the monotonous piano work uh, and things that she was doing. So it wasn't because she wasn't a partier. No. She wasn't like uh, a rebellious kid to say the least. But so she did, uh, you know, spend her free time donating her time, which right. again, at her core, you think for this upbringing, like, you know, it, educated, kinda, mm. musically trained, mm. caring, mm. <laughs> compassionate Oof. human being. Oucha. What does it, this doesn't make sense. I mean, Um,
1: compared to some of the other people we've talked about, it just doesn't make sense. But, I mean, who knows? Mental illness was a thing, too, that probably wasn't looked at back then for her. But Mm. um, just a fun fact before we go into what she did. Um, And it's funny because, to me, it's like I feel like the judge, both of their kids, didn't turn out the way he maybe wanted them. Well, one
0: of them. So I don't want to laugh at that, but like...
1: Definitely one of them, but you know Robert Roy Tan. um, He served in World War One, so he actually ended up serving, and he suffered from shell shell shell. Take your time. Woo. shell shock. There you go. You know me, a word zone. You should have heard me trying to say capacity earlier.
0: (laughs) (laughs) She was coming up the stairs. She was like. Would you call it compassiveness? Just talking?
1: Compassity. Listen. I was like, "What is compassive? Hasty, it's so funny because, like, it English wasn't my first language, but I feel like it affects me more. It's as so as funny an adult. to me that
0: it wasn't though. Like that's no. why.
1: No, I don't really consider maybe like adjacent or like because my grandma was a caregiver, so she's only spoke Haitian Creole. So I think even before I was school age, I had to communicate with her. So I don't right. want to say it was completely my first language. Mm. Um, Sorry, go ahead. But yeah, like I maybe like alongside. I was doing both at the same time, maybe. <laughs> but yeah, so he um suffered from shell shock and suffered for the rest of his life from tremors and then passed away from tuberculosis at forty six. So
0: Tuberculosis took everybody. That's in.
1: that was the time.
0: What but was it called again? It was there's a there's a name for it before people called it tuberculosis.
1: The funny coughs? I don't know.
0: It was like not they dysentery have, what what was it called
1: they also have like random names no but
0: there's a there's a word for every
1: it. movie i've seen about this time period where they talk about tuberculosis it's like somebody coughing into uh blood. Uh, that's what they used to call
0: it yeah 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 hmm. i don't know why that mattered to me i apologize i just i am you. a trivial person <laughs> um you'll
1: use that on trivia night maybe
0: trivia can we just park the car I I love games, and I just started playing Unstable Unicorn. So if you guys What's don't that? know what that, I'll explain it another time. <laughs> but Unstable Unicorns is a game about unicorns, and <laughs> I know it sounds ridiculous, but it is. It's it's for fourteen ages fourteen and up, so it's not for kids, but it's hilarious and it's fun, and I don't know. Is uh, this on your phone? No, it's a card game. I don't, I'll show it to you before you bounce.
1: You are growing um, Twenty dollars
0: on Amazon, seventeen in Target. Okay, and my same. little pony. Um, it's not. <laughs> it's not. Uh there's there's cards in there that I love. So they have a card like my the horniest unicorn, um the mo- the <laughs> the most fertile unicorn, uh the giant like all these funny We're gonna ones.
1: have to discuss this game off night yeah. because I'm so confused. Um,
0: But back to the games that this chick was trying to play. Well,
1: then with her games and her new social work lifestyle, she decided to work for the Mississippi Children's Home Society. Um, She just, you know. More specifically.
0: Huh? So more specifically, the Kate McWillis Powers Receiving Home for Children. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the capital city of Jackson.
1: You, You better give her her credit.
0: No. (laughs) <laughs> i don't want to give her anything but that is that is where she worked She's, that's where she started with her
1: experience around and that's this.
0: also where some terrible things started happening her not so terrible but some irresponsible child placing habits started taking place
1: well she adopted an
0: infant at this time well yeah she did she she, she got june right yeah june right. Mm-hmm.
1: yeah um she was the daughter of a family friend correct Yes. Right. And then she also uh started to be involved with Ann at at Atwood who was the how home house mother.
0: Mm-hmm, which um, is like if you guys pay attention to Group Homes today it's like a director.
1: Right. <laughs> um Anne was uh eight years younger than Georgia and at this point it wasn't Cradle clear.
0: Robber.
1: Huh? Cradle Robber. <laughs> Cougar? I don't know um how old was she 1922 i'm gonna figure that out well, she was
0: born in oh man 80, 1891 I, so she was a smooth uh, i don't do math like that 31 so i mean 31 this
1: girl's somewhere in her 20s so I can't right? be that bad yeah so it can't be that
0: bad, yeah, I so be that bad. like no, nah. i wouldn't
1: but But, um it's not clear to what their relationship was at the time but everyone kind of knew that they were probably in a relationship at a time um in the south but tan was terminated because of her questionable child placement methods in 1924 so this is where the stuff comes into play as far
0: as like right so her her child placing methods uh while she was at the Kate uh McWillie Powers home That's wasn't
1: a mouthful like
0: right while she was working while she was working in Mississippi, You should say that like <laughs> um wasn't so much um what's the word neglectful or malicious? Or malignant, or any other bad word I can think of right now on top of my head, as much as it was irresponsible. Right. Like placing children in homes that clearly weren't prepared for children. Right. Um, placing children with people who were clearly pedophiles. Like things like that. Like, and it
1: only got worse.
0: Right. So like it was things like that. And so once they realized it was, she was providing unsafe homes to homeless children <laughs> right. that's when they're like you got to go man." right and she basically ran to uh to memphis Memphis, tennessee with june and
1: Anne and Anne's infant son jack ann had a baby outside of wedlock at this time um so i mean i guess maybe in their relationship she was still going with um out of men too like i don't know
0: well, so yeah, I mean, there are tons of people. If you talk, if you look back in the day, there are tons of people who were queer, who were yeah. especially women, right? Who were sleep, who were married and uh, dating men because survival. Right. Um. That, again, it is 1922 in the South, right? And and even in the I North, mean, now homo- in the South, well, but even in the North, homosexuality, <laughs> right. queerness, all those things were not something that was celebrated. Um. I mean, if you go close to New York, like Harlem and all this stuff, like that. Um, you would start seeing, um, what's her name? Not Gladys Bentley. What's, I might have been her name. Like, you started seeing cross-dressing women and things like that and in, in shows, like in speakeasies mm-hmm. and things like that. So, the idea of queer people was becoming prominent in these liberal cities, in these right. big uh, industrial cities, but it wasn't, um, but right. it wasn't for this. Uh, um, so, yeah.
1: Yeah. So, they yeah. started living together. Um, As they, they do. Which and and they call that when two financially independent women, you know, cohabitate. They call that a Boston marriage. Just, I mean, you see that in the case for what's her face? Uh, the one with the that has the rhyme in Massachusetts. Has the what? She had the rhyme that um the hatch and she killed her fit parents. Why can't I remember her name?
0: Oh, you're talking about um the girl with the axe? Yeah. Did you say hatch?
1: Yeah, because yeah.
0: Are you thinking hatchet?
1: <laughs> Maybe. Maybe
0: Lizzie Borden. There it is. <laughs> I was gonna say Annie Borden, but it's Lizzie Borden. Lizzie Andrew. She,
1: she was also in after her, you know, crime. Um, was in a Boston Marriage as well.
0: Yeah, um, I mean, there's a lot of. I mean, Boston Marriages were like. I mean, a lot of times again, there's a safety in, in just pretending to be something you're not. Right. Um. But I think I think that um. There's a, I was going to say something. Never mind. Screw it. Um,
1: <laughs> but at this time, uh, so Tan, while in Memphis, she was hired as an executive secretary at the Shelby County branch of the Tennessee Children's Home Society. And that's when things went awry. Probably
0: well, I think you meant the executive director. <laughs> right. So once she found her way uh, to Memphis and working.
1: And stabilized herself.
0: Right. In a Tennessee Children's Home Society, things Got weird. So her child <laughs> weird placed, to say the least. Right. So her child placement methods were already suspect early on in her "quote unquote" career. But when she began work there, things went pretty dark. Now around this time, around about 1918, um, adoption in Tennessee was really undergoing a lot of new policy and law changes, specifically in an attempt to make adoption a bit more accessible um and less expensive because a lot of black market baby deals were happening right um they were skyrocketing and it's obviously unsafe (laughs) but it also got to the point where mothers in the south were selling kids so if you guys if you guys know anything about watching any lifetime movies based in the early 1900s because i love those things or any hallmark movies There are a lot of times where pregnancies were hidden.
1: That is not my ministry.
0: It is not mine either. No, I mean like the homework. Oh, I love those things. I love My sister and my
1: mom, my godmother is not in me. I don't have that in my blood. I don't have time for that chick stuff.
0: i love it to death. (laughs) I won't. But no, so when those things are happening, so there is a lot of things. And so instead of encouraging um, mothers that would say, hey, to normalize adoption, which unfortunately Georgia Tan actually helped do. Right, uh, <laughs> like some of the
1: stuff she did helped normalize them. I was like, oh.
0: So there was a lot of there was a lot of secret babies being being had, and and uh, there were, no there was I mean there were some murders and deaths of babies, uh, of but course. a lot of times they were sold. Right, they were sold to neighbors or given away, uh, and so in this time a lot of unsafe practices were happening. So Tennessee tried to get ahead of the ball, which, which is weird for states to do. Um, <laughs> But now in these new in this new time of new policy, uh agencies could only charge for the services they actually provided. Right. And so around this time your typical adoption fee in Tennessee was somewhere around seven dollars, which in twenty nineteen dollars is a hundred bucks.
1: Right. And
0: so cheap. Cheap. For like right now I could adopt a few babies but if I wanted
1: and to. again, they were trying to make it more accessible to people. Right. And, so and that, people was the, that was the point. Yeah.
0: And it wasn't that like they obviously there was some uh some vetting processes so if you were impoverished you know getting like adopting a baby was a little bit more difficult right Um, if you and your husband worked a job and you guys couldn't conceive that was a little bit more difficult i think
1: this was still at the time where people would have children so they could work
0: yeah so well yeah you would have babies and hope that they were healthy enough to work right but tuberculosis and (laughs) i'm not even joking that was real life uh there wasn't called consumption
1: consumption
0: um but georgia quickly realized uh that people outside of the state would be willing to pay a pretty handsome amount of money to procure a young baby now one of the things i want to take a side step in is not just any type of baby no because then mm. it wouldn't be it wouldn't be america it was <laughs> <would, laughs> like but it would also wouldn't be the 1920s but blonde haired blue eyed white babies like, there is, I mean, all babies, you know, all babies, you know, got a, some kind of sum or amount of money for them. They all got a wager. But blonde hair, blue-eyed babies were the top of the very Aryan, very <laughs> white supremacist, but I also think 1920s, the South. Right. And so Georgia was more than happy to help these families looking to sidestep the adoption process for a fee of $5,000. Which in American dollars today is 72,610 bucks.
1: <laughs> 72,000.
0: Right. Right. People were willing to avoid the adoption process for what? Because they knew one that they didn't want to create. And there was some, I was Googling why people would, you know, black market buy babies, mm-hmm. especially rich people. Right. And some, a lot of them were like vanity issues. It was like, I don't want to actually gain weight. And have my body shift, and we'll talk about why that is, and who who obviously were the people dealing with this. Right. Um. So that the clientele that Georgia would attract, um, as you would imagine, were rich and powerful types, right. providing her services to the big wids in New York City, uh, like New York Governor Herbert Lehman, mm-hmm. um, to stars in Los Angeles like the iconic Joan, Joan Crawford, Crawford, who adopted yes. uh, twin girls with the help of Georgia, uh, June Allison, Dick Powell. Uh, and Lisa, um, Lisa, I'm sorry, Lana Turner and Mary Pickford, uh, these, like, these big probably, names, yeah, these from people. LA and, like, who are buying babies, not adopting, and yep. falsifying documents. And because they were rich people and they'd ask questions about, especially medical records that were clearly doc- like, doctored, uh, or missing birth certificates. So what she would do is either say, shut up and deal with it. You got a baby, make it work. You're rich. Right. Or she would imply that if it were illegal, Mm -hmm. if this was not done quite on the up and up, you are now implicated. So I would keep my mouth shut about doing this. And it happened a lot. And one of the things I read, which I thought was really cool... Um, was professional wrestler the Nature Boy? Mm-hmm. Woo! Yeah, <laughs> Rick, Flair, Rick Flair, Um, who was actually born in Memphis around 1950 was supposedly one of these kids. Yeah, that where I, I thought really. that was so yeah, wild. Yeah. Like it's so it's not too far. Moving. So it's not
1: yeah too distant.
0: That that's just wild to me. And now you're asking like, okay, Charnel, like people sell babies all the time. It happens, and especially back in the day. But she wasn't selling. The orphanage babies. Nope. Like, where was she getting all these kids to sell? Because you couldn't take orphanage kids because there were too many hands in the pot, so to speak. Right. There were way too many people with their hands on paperwork. Too many people that you would have to bribe, threaten, uh, manipulate for it to happen. There were too many orphanages all over the state. Right. So, she went outside of the system.
1: It sure did. Um,
0: so, she would go to, quote unquote, the source at times. Where she would pay off nurses and doctors and orderlies and maternity wards and hospitals. And she would have them tell families that their newborn babies were, have died after childbirth, even overnight, like crib deaths, things like that. Mm-hmm. And papers were forced and the child would be handed off and sold soon after that. Mm-hmm.
1: And many of these families were like poor families too. Incredibly poor Um she she singled out the poor family thing and justified that they would live a better life with these richer families. She was seeing it as a service. When she was
0: doing something special. Yes, so. and
1: she was definitely reverse Robin Hood in all of them. Right. She was taking from the poor and giving to the rich Just and
0: traumatizing all traumatizing these mothers on the way. And talking about not, not only that, but just to add some cruelty to this, there were even times reported where Georgia would offer to pay for memorial services for the infants of, of the, like, the, like, (laughs) the dissidents. We talk about this all the time. Like, how do you manage to, to harm these people like this? Um, she would also recruit a group of, um, corrupt social workers that she would pay, uh, well for their assistance in finding children that quote unquote wouldn't be missed. Um, she actually developed a, uh, Um, crack, whatever the word is, team of spotters Mm -hmm. um, that would take children from uh, playgrounds in poor neighborhoods and other outdoor events like fairs. And like you said, the idea was that these people were so poor that they wouldn't have the funds to search Mm -hmm. and chase after or search down leads. And so they were mostly leaning on police and community watch to help. Mm -hmm. But (laughs) in impoverished neighborhoods where everyone's running after their own kids and it's not like, if you think about the hood today, right, right, where it's like, oh, everyone's in everybody's business. Like when I grew up, and I grew up in the projects. Everybody was looking out for everybody. This right. is different. Right. This is this in the 20s where people's kids were dying. People were chasing. People were working jobs. It was not right. busy. It doesn't stop there. These spotters would even take children from daycare centers. Yep. <laughs> Even churches, during, like, services and church events, Mm -hmm. um, they took kids from people whose parents were incarcerated or if they were currently in mental hospitals. So imagine
1: you're going to, like, a a daycare to pick up your kid, and you get there, and they're like, your baby ran away. Something happened. We lost her. We don't know where she went. Like, that's really what they would tell the parents. They'd be like, "We, we don't know what happened. You don't know what happened, and like you don't have your kid anymore, or just going to a church event, like you said, right, and you having go a good do a time. Place the, and worship. Yeah, the turn kids around. are playing with each other, and then.
0: And it wouldn't even be like they took one. It's not even like they were being conspic- like inconspicuous, where no. they take one kid who came was just from the neighborhood. They would, I mean, they would watch for like they would case places for yeah. a week or two, yeah. but they would take more than one at a time. Mm-hmm. Like if two just happened to be wandering too close to the gate snatched
1: this is how crazy and on the ground this was she had two workers that go went to like new york and los angeles yeah. with like six baby in tow and just make trade-offs in hotel rooms like <laughs> with these rich families like that's how suspect it's like
0: and crazy. it is worse yep only because so for trigger warning this is trigger warning
1: yeah, you could do it here.
0: So this is where it also gets a little bit dark is because not only was she dealing to people who wanted to create families um, with the least amount of stress, quote-unquote, possible, she was also dealing... Um, I hate using this in terms of human beings, but she was also providing her services to people who were trafficking mm-hmm. people, kids that were going to be raised to be sex workers mm-hmm. and to be... Well, I can't even... Like, like there's so, so many words to describe sex work and being forced into sex work at a young age, underage, mm-hmm. um, which is essentially like basically paying to have these kids raped over and over and over and right. over and over and over right. again, and like, early just, on too,
1: absolutely. Like th- this is like full on training. And There her, was no vetting process. Remember, she did not vet these. If you had people the money, all. Like, all she cared about is the money.
0: She, she did money not. She needed to know, and she needed to know enough about you that she could blackmail. And you. And
1: mind you, she would sometimes say she was like, when it was the rich family, she said, "Oh, I need money from you guys, for a little extra for background checks." Right. And would never provide these. These no, would never happen.
0: Never. And so there was that. And then she was like, clearly, just like she had done while she was spending her time in Mississippi. Uh, clearly, giving people or providing children to people who a lot of folks had suspected to be pedophiles. Yep. So, like, she on her own just did not care, and so it is believed that she had she had trafficked more than five thousand
1: mm-hmm. children.
0: Not five, that fifty, that 500, five hundred, five thousand babies. I want you to keep in mind that she was
1: working for a place, but. I just want to point out these checks, these, the, the money, anything given was made under her name. Right. Um, she also used false accounts that were business accounts to obtain, obtain some money. So this money was going to her.
0: You guys, this right. is not
1: something that was going back into this age. She had become a
0: millionaire. Right. At this point on <laughs> like being courted around and chauffeured around in limos. Right. And like she clearly, again, as an executive director of a <laughs> orphanage. Being court- and carted around in limousines, no one Question people knew is, what she people knew what she was doing. But she
1: had her hands in everyone, even exactly. in the law, like judges. She had her hands in everything. She had friends
0: in very high
1: places. Yes, to get so she could do this stuff.
0: So if people really did, so when those poor when those poor parents. Actually decided that they wanted to start searching and trying to file reports and things like that. She had her she had her friends who were judges who Mm -hmm. were police officers make sure things disappeared and nothing got followed through on. She wasn't a secret and treating it like a business. It even got creepy to the point where she had put out like ads, like she had marketing strategies that were that were couched in the language of adopting a baby. Um, and she was they were they were trying to entice uh perspective parents so one of them actually had her with a a, a boy uh with a ball looking mm-hmm. like really happy like hey he needs a dad to teach him how to play ball another one was just blonde blue-eyed babies once again mm-hmm. with words on it saying they want a real live christmas present question mark like what, what? like mm-hmm. how did no one Question like the character, the ethics, the anything happening around this woman who puts up. You don't advertise. Like this is why I hate billboards for adopted kids because they're always sad looking little racially ambiguous kids on billboards with a tear, Mm -hmm. and it's like every kid needs a hero. And I'm like, okay, yeah, true. But like right, right. I feel like you're like it's like almost pimping these like chill out. <laughs> like you you know where you need to go right. to convince people to adopt. People know how to adapt right. and how to foster. Like bring that to them.
1: It's so easy just to go to like a, a gynecologist and like in like infertility clinics that people are looking to have children that maybe have the means and just can't.
0: Go- or Google. like i mean now it's 2019 back then like you wouldn't have to do it like you you would have to advertise but you wouldn't have to advertise certain types of babies women
1: clinics and women doctors back then so
0: it was it was a whole whole mess but then it gets even worse yes it does because while she was the executive director in the home society so many children would die right i mean this is what
1: did you do where's the murder here it is
0: here it is um so now at this time, like in Tennessee, well, anywhere in the United States, the mortality rate uh, for infants was high because things like measles and all these things were still very much, very much running around. Uh, yellow fever had come, popped back up, uh, mumps. <laughs> like there are so many just
1: popping back up now,
0: right? There are so many things that we don't think about much anymore that were running rampant. So mortality rates were already high, um, but but so many kids uh were passed away very clearly were malnourished mm. uh kids who were neglected underfed dirty kept in dirty conditions were constantly sick uh inhaling uh what's the what's the word I'm thinking a- of? mold a- or asbestos and asbestos like people who like remember this money
1: didn't go back into the orphanage the 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 uh, orphanage she kept it
0: she didn't care at all no. and this is what blows my mind is that in Tennessee, and this is what I was looking up because I was like, I have to be sure I know what I'm talking about. In Tennessee at this time, child welfare was becoming such a major thing. Mm-hmm. And the fact that no one, no one cared enough to like look into this. And this is the other side of things is that orphans, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, we feel I bad. I mean, for them. there's no still some less dead
1: going on here right. when we're talking about orphans. We also
0: need to talk about exactly the, the fact that who was she selling off? Right. And who was, uh, the quote unquote father that gets left behind and mistreat, be mistreated. Now there's a fair, there was about a, like, 40-60 split going, 60% white or white passing kids. Cause we also talk about how many kids were, um, biracial, biracial. <laughs> in this time, <laughs> who were very light-skinned. Um, but it was like 60-40. And a lot of the kids dying, you guessed it, were brown. Right. So there's, there's just a lot of things happening here um and i and i it blew my mind because again like there was a lot of things happening where georgia tan became the face mm-hmm. of adoption in tennessee and right. she was normalizing it and people were interested like the community was interested in adopting and creating families outside of the the traditional give birth and hope for <laughs> and hope for health
1: i just want you to just put in just perspective listen i'm tired Joe. Um. This is the 1930s. I just wanted to let you know Memphis had the highest um infant mortality at this time, based on my facts here. And it was largely due to Georgia. I just want you to put that in perspective. Like, it was really her.
0: Yeah, the city itself. Yeah. yeah. There was a lot of. But it had the place.
1: highest mortality rate right. in the nation
0: Yeah, at so the time. Yeah, the city. Like, yeah, the city. And because of. <laughs> Poor health and poor uh, inadequate care.
1: She would take them to doctors but ignored the doctor's uh, recommendation for the children. She just really didn't care.
0: Right. And I just I just feel so bad for all those, like, like misinformed, uninformed, um, like, really broken parents who were looking and who were hoping to find their kids. And it's kind of like when we used to talk about, um, when we talked about Dean Coral. this is 50 years later in Texas, but where... There's these kids would disappear and everybody'd be like, Well, they must go they must be going off to work. To work. And nobody was looking. But when parents were looking, the cops were like, Well, yeah. you know how kids You are. know, they get lost. And so like like poor kids don't have that don't have that luxury of just wandering. Like oh. How many poor kids do you know? And that's, uh, wait, let me rephrase this. How many poor kids do you know, uh, back when we were kids? Think about that. Mm-hmm. You know, just that literally just wandered without parents having an idea of where they were, what they were doing. Now they might be lying about what they're doing, right. where they're doing. Right. It, but they are where, you know, it's they're, like, they're you people. know. So it's just, it's just so strange to me. And I feel so terrible. I, my heart always breaks for, for parents who can't find their kids. Right. Um, but, mm-hmm. but, but, but. But. Even in this, so people start uncovering
1: stuff and some of
0: the things and the stuff and the problems and whatnot. I mean, if you think about it, you know, at some point, again, sexual abuse, murder, quote unquote, like, well, suspected murder, let's call it that. So many things uh, start happening that eyebrows start to be raised. But the problem was, Georgia had a very strong and quote unquote, uh, intimate friendship with a local tycoon and on and off again, Mayor E.H. Crump, who made sure that once these complaints about uh, the abuse and things got to the top, that they were ignored. Right. And because there were even police helping her to kidnap kids. So there are so many things happening here. But when things became way too big, and there was a shift in power. Right. So, Gordon Browning, who could not stand (laughs) Crump at his core, became the the governor of Tennessee in 1939. There were a few things that started popping up. A few, like, he just started, you know... Wanting some more information about these black market adoptions. Right. And then in 1949, once again, he became governor. He had lost it, I want to say. I don't want to get it wrong, but I'm going to. In 1943 and six years later again, mm-hmm. he became governor. He caught wind of this baby selling racket and lost an official investigation. Right. So now, without the influence that she had, now Georgia was exposed.
1: Right. Right. Um, she was at this time too. So the Tennessee Children and Home Society was dropped from the welfare, um, Child Welfare League of America because they found there was repeated you know, failure to, um, have the homes of the new parents investigated. And like we were talking about before, there are people who were known pedophiles, sex traffickers who were, you know, permitted to take, uh, children as well. On top of this, she had help with you know you mentioned the the mayor. She had help by a judge. Her name the judge was Camille Kelly, who you know used her position of authority to sanction you know Tan's activities. Um, you know Tan would identify the children identify the children as being from homes that could not provide for the care, and Judge Kelly put, like went ahead pushed the matter like co signed like these kids needed better care. And would give these kids away. So Implicated was a major judge right. in this, okay? So at this time, things started to be fall apart. Investigations started to happen. People started to see the misdeedings. Um, now everything... She's destroying paperwork at this time. Right. She is destroying anything that she can. Um, New York and California take wind of the fact that she had a lot of adopted children go to those, uh-huh. you know, uh, states and they, they vow... To help um, investigate, but none of those child children were restored to their, their original parents.
0: Which blows my mind. That
1: I mean, later on, you know, there is some one person that um, through unsolved, unsolved mysteries, mysteries. Yeah. there are
0: several. I was reading. Yeah. Um, I was reading uh, stories about people being reunited with their siblings right. and things like that years and years later. Um, which I can understand the implications of trying to re assimilate into a family that you haven't seen or been with since you were a toddler or infant, right? So if you're 17 to 25 years old, like that, the people who raised you are your parents, you know, and it's and it's not any fault of your own, right? Um, but it's the fact when they were they would not just recognize that, but identify, right? Children that were taken, right, and that weren't too old, right? there were people, kids who were under a year old, two years old, and saying, No, oh, it's all
1: right, right?
0: Like, there was no, I a lot of it, I think, was grandstanding. Mm-hmm. Um, in a time of like people real, were like, out, think about 1955 yeah. in right. America and what that looked like. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, people would be taking, um taking issues up and making them like I don't want to call them straw man where something that was easily fought and you could say that you were doing something about because mm-hmm. again, at this point in American history, there was a lot of racial tension. There's a lot of things going on. So if you seemed like an upstanding citizen like, hey, I'm not a racist, mm-hmm. I love the babies. You know, like, <laughs> so there's a lot of things happening yes, at this it. time that were Which like, I think a lot of it could was have
1: been statement. like the political thing, especially for New York and California. Oh, but
0: look, California had a lot going on in the 50s and 60s. <laughs> I'm just saying uh, there's a lot of people turning up dead that were there's a lot of time. Again, we vow to take action. There's a lot of people promising to do things right. <laughs> in both these states right. that were not going and on. And they
1: sure didn't. Now, you may be wondering, this is it. She's going to have a trial. They're She's gonna going down. Get. She's going down. That is absolutely.
0: <laughs> you might not know that reference, That's my song. but you might be mm-hmm. too young mm-hmm. for that. It's going or down. Or culture lines, I don't know. <laughs> Me and crap. It's going, going down, down. down. Okay, never mind. Sorry, my college it's club days. If you buck, it's just like yeah, just, college club days. Like first a, year, y'all. Yeah. Cl-
1: yeah, that was oh, like my you. first year. Listen, I'm I'm an elder.
0: You, I was like, that was what 2006. you what
1: you won't do is you will recognize that I'm an elder. I was
0: like I was a junior in high school, <laughs> like doing the dance times. on the bus. You're like college. Yeah. I was like, Ooh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> don't do that to me. Um, but she does not face any charges um three days um before the state filed charges against the society and her whatever um she died of urine 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 uterine uterine i i said it in my head when i was reading it earlier and now i can't had cancer
0: of the uterus
1: yeah uterine cancer um, and you're like, okay, well, there's a whole judge. What happened to her? Absolutely nothing. Um, they be- believed that she was also receiving bribes, but shortly after. You couldn't prove that. Huh, no, but yeah. they they believed, which is likely. Well,
0: there's like, there's a, yeah, so what you do is you assume that someone has to have been being paid off to be, in order to be this corrupt, right?
1: I mean, she was okaying all her stuff. Saying, exactly. Yes, co-signing that these parents were unfit when, Right.
0: But they had said that, you know, she didn't really profit from any of it. No. But I would love to see, like, so what did she purchase? But at a time where people didn't, like, there were receipts, but (laughs) there wasn't electronic trails. Right. Anyway, When was the first credit card?
1: You would Google that. Anyways, the judge did not face any trial either because she retired shortly after and then she passed away as well. Um without any charges being against her in 1955 as well Hmm, the diners club card 1950 um but that's really it like i said there were a few people who found um their parents through unsolved mysteries there was like a few couple cases yeah i mean
0: Um, yay you know but it's it sucks when it sucks when it's been so long that it doesn't i don't want to say it doesn't matter but at that point, you created entire family roles and dynamics and you've loved on and have loved with and lived with and done life with all these people. Mm-hmm. Um, cousins, aunts, uncles, mm-hmm. friends of the family. You have created your own families under the assumption that you were a Crawford or you were a, like, you know, like all these things. And so, like, mm-hmm. at some point, to be honest, if this was me, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to re- meet my bird. Like, that's why. When people were like, if you were adopted, wouldn't you like, I don't know. Like right. at 55 right. or at 45, like, would I want to meet yeah. the people who created me? Right. Like if I believed like maybe it's a stress, I'm getting dissonance.
1: And when I was uh, researching this, I was thinking how relevant this is to like even now. And like I always always think about the cases that we do and think about like the social relevancy of it all. About how we still have clear unjusted storage children nowadays right. uh, we could talk about the camps that they have the immigrant children with and uh, we talk about these are poor children we're talking about in this case that they are poor children um so you know we have those injustices going on already with that um we could talk about mass shootings school shootings and how there's still no really end to how we're going to stop that from happening and how it's like, this is where it's all spectrum. It could be rich. It could be poor after these children pass away from a tragedy, like a school shooting, legislation. They go crazy. What we're going to do, what we're going to do. And then nothing happens. So I, I've always said about this country and this is one of the things I don't like, and I'm entitled to not like about things about this country. And this is one, they don't care about kids. They really at the heart of it all. They do not care about children. Uh, there is a lack, and I, I feel like with most adults that are in charge now, there's a lack of caring about the future for the the ongoing generations, and I see that, and that's what I feel like this is a continuation of. I feel like our generation kind of cares, but the older adults still don't really care.
0: Well, I'm going to say this because we're not a political podcast, but I will say That I agree.
1: This was all political though. This is involved. This was I uh, mean
0: I think no, I I agree. I think that children are often used as props and tools to sway hearts and sway people's minds. But at the end of the day, on either side of any aisle, right. so, so often no kids end either. up being the ones to take the fall. Right. And a lot of times we use them for political expediency right. and we use them to stay in power and stay yeah. in control. And this is definitely both side of the aisle. Oh, oh, absolutely. Everyone, this everyone is, everyone is not fails a
1: conservative literal thing. This is like Everyone's America thing. Yeah.
0: And which is funny because we talk about the, the child welfare act and how the, and that, and that was done specifically during, I want to say around this, this time, time, right. It it's like they have a legal and moral obligation to the children of this country if their parents or if their 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 neighbors caregivers are not doing right by them or neglectful abusive that it is the government's responsibility to place them in a place where they can grow and become self-sufficient fully functional adults and that has not happened all the right. time and they and it's always a struggle like let's get kids the mental health care they need let's get kids the 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 food uh like sustenance they need let's get kids clothing school supplies adequate education adequate health care right. uh, it's like yeah we want to do those things there are good things to push mm-hmm. for political points but at the end of the day kids always end up losing, losing. and I think yeah. when you think about our generation yeah. I think every generation has a generation like our generation where we can't but we don't have the means Means space or the financially political or social power to really move anything. But we do have a voice. And I'm thinking like the 1950s, when you look at people like... Inflammatory, but the Black Panther Party, a mm-hmm. lot of young black people—they were trying who to didn't do it. who disenfranchised didn't have the political means to do anything mm-hmm. really at that level, but at a very micro level, right? Could and providing that's school where lunches for are. kids and all that yeah, stuff—it right. happens all the time. Mm-hmm. And you see in the news, like so and so paid this off, or so and so always at a micro level, but never I, at I the think macro.
1: Hopefully, now our voices are going to be louder. You know, with the Black Panther Party, they're very shut down. People like basically like
0: why well, use them as an criminalized. Example. yeah but like but, like most of us aren't criminal <laughs> <laughs> most of us aren't them. shut down before the kkk you know yeah just... you know what i'm saying <laughs> but like hopefully
1: we could continue but i mean anytime there's actually real good happening it gets government shut down because it makes people look bad and and people don't want that um so hopefully our voices could be uh, loud and
0: strong when Hashtags. Social media. That's a, that's social media. Is good I here, had to it.
1: get social worky because I was reading this. I was like, nothing has changed. Just it's nothing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Nancy Grizz. What about the babies? <laughs> 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 what about the babies? <laughs> what about the babies? <laughs> right, uh, man. But that is it. That's Georgia Tan. That's Georgia Tan. Um, thank you guys for listening. Yes. We'll be back in two weeks.
1: Yeah too. It's, it's yeah practically... we were just
0: talking before the before recording, thinking about taking a a little bit of a break. Yes. But n- don't don't be You you will
1: get your ep- don't be
0: We're gonna we're gonna do a uh last pod calls them heavy hitters. I feel like we should call it like bring it a nickname. We have an idea of who we we're doing, it. right? Yeah. yeah we know who yeah. we're doing. Yeah and my so- fame
1: sorry <laughs> I love him. <laughs> and-
0: we have a conversation I'm gonna about be that. so
1: deep into this.
0: Uh, it's gonna be fun to uh, to go back and relist because you know about it because I've heard podcasts oh. about about this. I am fascinated this by
1: this man's just mentality, right? It's and really so what it is. so
0: it's going to be fascinating to go back and re-listen and watch documentaries and stay up late. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be a three-parter. Yes. And so you'll have three episodes back to back to back, three weeks straight yes. for our little break. So we'll be gone, but we'll still be on social media. But we'll be relaxing, relaxing. <laughs> somewhere because yeah. um, we have a break from school. So it's going to be like, hey. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm so excited for that. I love, like, and it's not going to be me giving gory stuff this time. Yeah, this is,
1: this is my fault. <laughs>
0: Blame her for your this nightmares.
1: Is, this is my fault. Um,
0: but yeah, that was it. Thank you guys for listening. Yep. um Where can people find you on the interwebs if they wanted say, to? I was going to ask you that question I first. Forget.
1: I do. <laughs> it's d underscore isa isa four. You could find me on the Instagrams. You could find me on the Twitters. And occasionally, I'm on the Twitters. Not very often. But uh where, where are they going to look for you?
0: <laughs> I live on Twitter.
1: <laughs> i don't have anything to say i don't have anything to say i like visuals pictures i, I have, absolutely have nothing, nothing to say. say
0: either but i say it anyway you always That's make a Twitter grand
1: no you always make a grandstand like awesome point every now and then sometimes it's just random stuff but you always make like, these like poignant <laughs> things like based on your observations and i have none of that
0: you know what i like, what i tweeted the other day yeah i tweeted i'm buying a bike <laughs> but that's okay because that's
1: so few and far no you know that is I mean, literally that like that is most of them but I you talk about
0: tweet like breakfast and what i want to do uh like i i i just live on twitter because i don't i the reason i weirdos, got twitter I have 10 friends. years ago was so i didn't feel so alone in my head that's what i and, said you i have friends <laughs> right uh, i have friends but thank you thank you so much for everyone who in the in the crew and stuff like that who make me not feel so alone in my head but you can find me on twitter instagram snapchat follow me on snapchat diana always who i love diana is, her pup turned two yes her pup turned two the other two, day yeah um shout out to hannah oh that's what we could do shout out to hannah whose engagement photo that she showed us Yay! adorable you Congrats. got i love people that look like they're in love like yeah. they can't stop looking at each other it makes yeah. me sick but i love it and it like, I romance <laughs> and, <laughs> but shout out to you guys shout out to oh i'm gonna forget her name uh, she is in education, but she said she took a month off and went to Vegas and hung out. And like, I was like jealous, but she's back now. Mm-hmm. Um, so many other people. Uh, Rahat, whose name I'm probably mispronouncing. Yeah, who's in the crew? True. Um, Candice, who always mm-hmm. shows up and being yes. shady. I love it. Big shady. Uh, <laughs> all her shade. <laughs> but
1: anyway, I read them all. I Hannah, may not I was, comment, but I read right. them
0: all. Hannah, I was serious. If that invite comes to the PO box, guess who's gonna be in New Orleans for your wedding? Me. Uh, <laughs> hopefully thinner. i can't make promises because um the find us there join the crew it is mm-hmm. so much fun yep, to be i love crew. my crew folks um, what is I your friend it. code for your nintendo switches because i've been meaning to play smash brothers again I've been, i bought marvel ultimate alliance if you guys have a friend code send me your friend code we will play with each other
1: and i will get I, one so i could participate.
0: i lo- like me and cat if you
1: want to send me your code for your wizards unite that i will do never.
0: don't leave me alone <laughs> so me, me and kat used to play smash brothers together Oh, really? uh you. yeah and like noah from king falls am so like it, it was it's so much fun mm-hmm. um yeah i love those guys so oh, much i love them as well oh god they're they're great i, I never miss mine. an
1: episode i don't know what that is but i, do I remember never miss i think did i introduce you to king falls you sure did it is. And when I first moved to where I am now, I would, like, take walks when I wasn't in school and just, like, listen to them.
0: It is literally magic. Like, back to back to They catch are up. literally magic. Yes. I don't know what they I did. don't know what it is. It's my favorite podcast. Did you hear
1: the make-believe one they're having? I
0: don't listen to make-believe. shot on time. I'm so- going to do it you're I'm, gonna do it i guess
1: so Let's do it. it out if i, but I next have time to i either. told them
0: next time they do a live show come to the east coast don't just stay in california i would love to meet everybody kyle noah kyle is so dope when i was having a sh- crappy time i'm trying to stop swearing when i was having a crappy time and i was just tweeting depressive stuff on the on the, on the webs, he dm'd me and was like look i saw some things like you know if you ever need to talk i was like that is why i scan." <laughs> Anyway, guys, that's it. Enjoy your enjoy your week. Enjoy your time. Enjoy each other. We'll be on the interwebs. Maybe I'll go live or something like
1: you that. You say that all the time. Week. You have that light that has not happened. I will do like a dual live thing with you if we could. I don't know if you could do it on Facebook, but you could do it on and Instagram. And you know, I'm not about looking cute. Anyways, I'll look a mess. Um, I'll be. I'll I have my hair. hair you trying to look cute? You know I, I'll no, have I got, my hair wrapped.
0: Dinner plans on Thursday, See, Friday. He, he Friday, act like he got free time. Friday, I've got something to do. I can't remember what it is. Uh, <laughs> But I have something to do on Friday. You don't know, what am I doing on Friday? Oh no. I'll be doing homework. someone's gonna be pissed I'll be at doing me. a six page paper. But anyway, no, I okay, think that's gone. So yeah, guys, thank you. Be like secrets that make you sit. Keep your hands clean. Uh do you wanna say deuces? I love Bye. you
1: for real.
0: <laughs> Bye.
1: Bye.